the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our Church of the Week program, Baron Wiley. And thank you, Roland Jay, and welcome to our KSLR Church of the Week program, where we let you know about great churches here in San Antonio, Texas. Yes, I'm Baron Wiley, and I've really been looking forward to this one for a long time. As all this week, we've enjoyed the great daily devotionals with Pastor Rander Draper. Uh, but we get to hear him every day right here on KSLR at 5 o'clock, Monday through Friday, with his teachings from the Word from Maranatha Bible Church. And, of course, it's Dr. Rander Draper. Pastor Draper, welcome. How are you, sir? I'm fine. It's just good to be with you, Baron. It's just a joy to get to know this fine staff here at KSLR. Oh, well, again, it's our honor. We do enjoy your program every day. Me, personally, I can say. How's your summer? Did you have a good one? Had a very good summer. The Lord has been gracious to us. We've been quite busy yeah. uh, doing ministry uh, in the church and dealing with youth and, and just doing what God would have us to do in this season of the summer. Well, I'll highlight one of those things. Of course, a lot of churches do the vacation Bible school, but you did something I've never seen before, and it had to do with, with technology and science. What was that? Well, uh, during the summer, usually there's a lag in, in children's learning, yeah. and they get they get off focus. And so we wanted to do something to keep them sharp. So we promote math and science to stimulate their learning so they won't go back in the fall dull. Mm. And so we average anywhere from 50 to 100 uh, students, and we have volunteer uh, personnel, teachers and retired teachers and people from the community to come out and to minister to the students to help them in the learning process. That's awesome. It's a beautiful thing, and I, yes. I bless you for doing that and for investing in our kids for sure here. All right, well, let's talk about what's happening today in the in the in in September. And uh, What are you talking about now in September? Do you know? Well, uh, basically, I just finished a series on Noah, Yeah, and I thoroughly enjoyed that series, and now I'm uh, entering a series on Samson. And uh, I've not preached a series on him, and I thought that would just be very enlightening to the church. Yeah. And, uh, and we can learn some invaluable lessons from the life of Samson. Excellent. Well, we'll check that out. In fact, I'm pretty sure you'll hear that message right here on KSLR. <laughs> I believe we will. But, but you've got a nice uh, sermon list of, of, of past uh, messages on your website there at uh, MaranathaSA.org. Is that right? Yes, yes it sir? is. Very good. Uh, again, we're talking to Pastor Rander Draper from Maranatha Bible Church. And uh, the church is located out on 1604. Pastor, if I'm going out that direction, how do I, how do I find the church? Well, you can. It just depends on which direction you're coming from. Right. If you're going 35 uh, north, then you can go uh, toward I-10 east, 1604 past Randolph. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we sit right on the on 1604, and you'll pass us up right between the Exxon and Boysville. That's right. Oh, across that's, from Randolph. Exactly. So all those planes flying overhead all exactly. day long. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but we don't hear them. That's amazing. Yeah, they're quiet. They're quiet. They sneak up on you. They sneak up on God us. God bless them. Yes. God bless our military. Hey, speaking of military, I know that you do something pretty special for the military here in September. Yes. Or for uh, our first responders, I should say. Yes, for the first, first responders, our police officers and firemen, uh, we have a huge appreciation day to encourage them. I 
preach a special message on that day. We, I sing a song to them. We, they, they get in the mass choir and they sing and uh, we pray over them and lay hands on them and we just want to encourage them and let them know how much we love them, especially in times like this of sure. racial tension and the unrest that's around the country. We want them to know that we love them, uh, we have their support, and where would we be without police officers, firemen, and first responders. Amen. That's coming up on September the 25th. Yes, at 10 o'clock service. First service at 10 o'clock right there. Actually, you do an 8 o'clock service and then a 1050 service for worship there. So is that a special one during the Sunday school hour? Yes. For on that that first responder service, that's just one service. We're going to have a huge celebration, mm. so we'll just do one 10 o'clock service on that day so as not to duplicate that. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, you can only cry so many times. Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Well, Pastor, let's talk about the good old days there, too, and your call to the ministry. How, when did you wake up? When did the Lord said, guess what? This is what you're going to do. I was called to preach the gospel when I was 18 years old. I know people. some people have problems with this, but I heard the voice of God. And I heard it so clear in four day in the morning, and uh, it was just like chills going down my spine. And uh, mm. and I heard a voice saying, "Rander, preach my gospel to every creature." And I just balled up in a knot, shaking. Uh, and I got out of bed, and I, my mom usually fixed my dad's breakfast early in the morning, and mm. it was very abnormal for me to come and sit at the kitchen table. And they looked bewildered and said, "Why are you here so early?" And I looked at my mom and dad, and I said, "Mom, dad." God just called me to preach the gospel. And they looked at each other, and it was just a deafening silence. Mm. And uh, and I just went back, and I laid down. I tried to look for my pastor uh, days afterwards, but I couldn't find him. And I said, oh, perhaps I I wasn't called. Mm. But... But events following that, uh, God just burdened my heart. It was so much pressure on me. I was unsettled. I was uneasy until I surrendered. Hmm. I pulled a Jonah and went the other direction. <laughs> but how do you run from a God yeah. that's everywhere present? That worked out for you. <laughs> didn't huh? work out for me. So at the age of 27, I surrendered. And I said, mm-hmm. Lord, I give up. Mm-hmm. And I I started preaching uh, in the, uh, 1979. Yeah. My first sermon. Where were you? What city was this? It was in Houston, Texas. Oh, there you go. Yes, in Houston, Texas in 1979. I preached my first sermon, and I've been preaching ever since. I've been preaching now for 37 years. God bless you. Why was there deafening silence from your folks? Were you not raised in the church there? Why was that a shock we to them? Raised in a, we were raised in a church, uh, and uh, my family, uh, my mom and dad, they were strong Christians. They mm-hmm. served in the church as well, and they brought us to church, so we... We, we were in a Christian home. I got you. But they, I think they were just silent because they were just shocked. It, yeah. it, it, it ambushed them. <laughs> I think that's what it was. It, they weren't, we were not in a pagan home. They were just ambushed, and they just didn't know they what know to what say. It. They didn't know how to take it. Yeah. And so. <laughs> Did they have other plans for you then? Did, they, they had no other plans. Yeah. Uh, and like, were you on dad, a road to, to take up the business or something? Or No, my dad was a, my dad was a deacon in the church, uh, okay. and uh, my brothers were in our preachers. I was the only one that had. Ever confessed in my family at the time. And so my dad said, Well, son, I can't help you there. You got to cut your own role. <laughs> you got to cut your own role there. You, you and the Lord got to work yeah. this out, and we'll see where, where God takes you. Well, uh, so, so Houston, Texas, started preaching there. Yes. So then, how in the world did you get to San Antonio, Texas? Well, I was uh, in the National Baptist Convention, I was president of the Young Men for Christ all over the country. And so we came to San Antonio to do a workshop, and I preached at a church on the east side. 
and there was a pastor who was in the congregation, and he heard me preach mm-hmm. and ask if I would do a revival for him. I did not know him, and I said I would. I had lots of days. I used to teach public school. And so I took off and came down to um, to his church, uh, St. Stephen's Baptist Church, and I preached my heart out. Yeah. And at the end of that week, he said, you're not pastoring? I said, no. He said, there's a church open in town. Can I just recommend your name? Just mm. recommend your name. And I said, okay, because I knew if, it, if nothing became of it, I was settled. I thought I was going to heaven from, from Houston. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he presented my name. They had actually closed on the names, and they reopened upon his recommendation. I came down and preached one sermon on prayer. And a few weeks later, they said I had been called to pastor that church. And about four years later, <clears throat> there were there were challenges in the sense that I couldn't fulfill the vision that God has placed in my heart. So the Lord released me from that church and told me to plant. I went to a church planting conference uh, a Mm. few weeks later, and I planted a church uh, in northeast San Antonio. We started off in a YMCA, a little one-room YMCA with just a handful of people, and from that experience we grew to where we are now. What road was that on? On, It was on, well, the YMCA was on the corner of Iowa, uh-huh. Iowa and New Braunfels. Yeah. But our first facility that we renovated was on Redman Plaza. There you go. Yes. And then and then was it called Maranatha from the beginning? It, it was called Maranatha from the beginning. Did you inherit that name or did you come up with that? Well, my wife and I, uh, we collaborated and yeah. came up with the name. And it was a name that resonated with both of us. Yeah. And uh, Running the race. Right? That's exactly right. The Lord is coming. Maranatha. <laughs> Marathon. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Lord, come quickly here. Yes, sir. Amen. Well, then, Pastor Randy Draper, talk about what happens on a Sunday morning if we showed up at Maranatha Bible Church and we showed up for your 10 o'clock service. Or actually, your <laughs> this is interesting there. You got Sunday worship starts at 8 o'clock and then at 1050. I don't hear too many churches starting at 1050. What's that? What's the design there? Well, I just know the psychology of people. <laughs> people are usually late. So we yeah. say 1050. They'll get there by 11. If we were to say 11, they'd get there <laughs> 10 minutes after 11, 1015. So we've just kind of left it right there. We have an 8 o'clock service. We have a 1050 service. We even have a 7 o'clock Sunday school class from 7 to 8 o'clock. And then you can go into the 8 o'clock worship, and you can be done with everything by 930. Really works well during the football season, so people don't have to feel guilty about missing uh, church. Yeah. So uh, you'll find the church is very vibrant. Um, very uh, festive. It is. It mm-hmm. is a church that loves music, mm-hmm. but above all, the authoritative Word of God. I read the text, I interpret the text, and I apply the text in light of its historical, grammatical, cultural context. I believe in teaching the Word of God because that's that's the life of the church, and mm-hmm. uh, we believe that uh, everything ought to be based on the the authority of the Word of God. Well, you can hear exactly what that preaching sounds like every day right here on KSLR. It happens every uh, afternoon at 5 o'clock from 5 to 5.30. You hear Maranatha Bible Church with Dr. Rander Draper, pastor of Maranatha Bible Church. And so uh, that's exactly what happens every day. And I think I mentioned this as we were chatting beforehand, too. I personally enjoy it, Pastor, because you get real. And you and you you get you <laughs> you preach the word, but you give that little boost of a, a little you kind of poke and prod at your folks there too, and I, yeah. I bet they they like that and appreciate that about you too. I hate political correctness. Yes, that's I, right. The gospel is not a soft gospel. Jesus had a riveting gospel. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had compassion. He had love, but he spoke the truth, and it was that same truth that he preached that got him mm-hmm. in trouble. And uh, I've gotten in trouble too from preaching the truth, <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> but then I preached my way out of trouble. 
trouble. So you just stay with the truth, and God has your back, and he sees yeah. you through. In the times in which we live, if there's ever time to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, is right now. People are hurting. People mm-hmm. are fretful. People are worried. And uh, we have to give them hope in the gospel. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't ever apologize. And again, that's what I love and appreciate about you and your ministry there at Maranatha Bible Church. Hey, let's talk about some mentors in your life there, how you got to who made you the man you are today? There are a number of persons who made me the man that I am today. One who uh, went home to be with the Lord back in 1998. His name was uh, P.L. Williams. He, uh, he was a pastor in Houston, Trinity Garden First Baptist. He was mm-hmm. a wheelchair pe- preacher. Uh, he was stricken by polio, mm. and he pastored from a wheelchair, and he was known all over the National Baptist Convention and all these places. But it, when, when he spoke, people listened. Mm. He had a depth of the word. He had a handle on the word. He was full of the spirit of God. Um, he was a man of experience and integrity. And I just, the Lord just connected our spirit, and every time I had that opportunity, I would hang around him or even being in San Antonio when I got stuck I would give him a call and say what would you do if you were in this mm. situation so uh, when he went home to be with the Lord another mentor came in my life by the name of Claude Black mm-hmm. he's known uh, in, in San Antonio he went home to be with the Lord a number of years ago as well he was on the city council he was also in the civil rights movement with mm. Martin Luther King and um, uh, we just connected instantly and I became like a spiritual son to him and he blessed my ministry mm. uh, in an unusual way. Yeah. Mm. Wow. And then as far as uh, your encouragement to, to be a mentor, what do you say to the men that, that aren't, doesn't have someone that they're either under or over? Do yeah. you encourage mentorship in your I, church? Then? I encourage mentorship. I also am a mentor. I mentor uh, about 25 pastors and mm. wives uh, quarterly from around the city. And uh, we have different subjects and topics that we go over, and I just minister to them, encourage them with no agenda, because pastors are hurting. They don't have a safe place. They don't have a place of refuge. Mm -hmm. And we feed them. We pray over them. We talk about cutting-edge issues. Uh, We deal with the Bible, uh, articles that affect the ministry and the family. And so I've been doing that a number of years. Mentoring is critical. We need to be mentored, and then we need to be doing mentoring. Absolutely there, too. And God bless you what you're doing there, too, because it's no secret here. Being a pastor is a lonely job when you don't have someone to turn to. Exactly. And uh, they say that the depression is high. In yeah. that for pastors and, uh, and obviously the other trials and temptations that come with with uh, with that, that either that power or just just you know, the flesh just being us being humans it's not fair uh, to carry that that cross and that burden there of, of, of just kind of being in that fishbowl all the time how do you deal with that how do you how do you stay accountable or is this through your your men's group here or your pastor group or well n- n- number one uh, I, I'm accountable to God, number one, right. because ultimately he sees all, he hears all. You think? <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. So it, it, it starts with him yeah. first. Mm-hmm. Then I have uh, family members uh, that I'm accountable to yeah. that help. My wife is a blessing to me. My yes, son is. Is, a, is a real blessing a great to family, me. family, Pastor. And there's a couple of people in the church whom I trust that mm-hmm. I can just bouncing off to be a sounding board. Yeah. That helps a whole lot as well. well and then I have some mature people preachers who who are seniors in this in the city that i can bounce things off of i get a, another spirit of unity from your world there too the way you connect with so many local pastors here in this town and i, I think that's what i love about san antonio is that do you see that true in this city do we have a unique situation here or is, is there division 
you know, well, there's going to always be the division. Satan's going to see that. Yeah. But uh, but focusing on the positive aspect, there is also a unity, and we've seen that exhibited down through the past. Uh, mm-hmm. I was on the executive executive committee of the Louis Palau Crusade yeah. when we all came together, and back in 1991, and it was just an awesome time. I was on the executive executive Exec- committee mm-hmm. for that. Uh, also, I was on the executive committee for the Billy Graham Crusade That's back in right. 1997. The Alamo and, Dome. And the Alamo Dome. And then they, it, that place filled up. And then they had a jumbotron mm-hmm. outside uh, because everybody couldn't get in the Alamo Dome. Mm-hmm. And about 10,000 was outside wow. each night yeah. watching the crusade because they could not get in. Yeah. And we saw the unity and the and the and the churches and the pastors coming together yeah. uh, in, in a wonderful way. And then we also have the Franklin Graham Crusade that's coming up in mm-hmm. September of 2017. Yeah. I'm also on that one as well. And so uh, w- one of my responsibilities is to help most mobilize pastors and get them involved. And uh, it, that's a good way of bringing churches together of like minds to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, we're talking to Dr. Randy Draper, the pastor of Maranatha Bible Church. Uh, they meet every Sunday, of course, at their location on 1604, right across from Man- Randolph Air Force Base. Their website is maranathasa.org. And again, you can catch Pastor Randy Draper every weekday at 5 o'clock here on KSLR, Monday through Friday. And again, we love your ministry. Pastor, you've got a lot of ministries also happening inside your church. We'll talk about a few of those. I know you've got a wonderful pregnancy care and Meals on Wheels and, of course, the youth. And what, what uh, What's on your heart right now? Yes, uh, we just came back from a youth retreat where we had over 100 uh, uh. students along with chaperones. So it was about 120 or so. We go there every year to invest in the kids, out of which uh, 14 got saved and baptized, uh, and they were baptized last night. Uh, we also uh, have youth day. We have a back-to-back youth days where the, yeah. the whole, all the youth are in, are in charge of the service. They speak. Uh, they are greeters. They are on the media. Uh, they, singing. They're singing in the mm-hmm. choir. They're teaching Sunday school classes because they're just not our church of tomorrow. They are our church of today, and we need to give them that foundation and, and let them have their place yeah. and not say, no, you have to wait your turn. That's too late. Satan, Satan will just... Eat them up. We need to engage them now mm-hmm. and not push them off saying you can't do this and you can't do that and you can't them on out the church. So one. so uh, we just had that and it was just marvelous. Youth attract youth mm-hmm. and youth even bring parents. And so yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so we, 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 we do have we do that we do have that as well. We also have youth missions where they go out in the in the community mm-hmm. and do things to reach uh, people with the gospel of Jesus Christ mm. and backpacks and all kind of programs and nursing homes and so forth. So it's a lot uh, to that youth program. And then I also know that you personally get involved in some outreach ministry and missions. You actually travel outside our borders. Yes, I do. My wife and I view ourselves as missionaries. Mm. And when we came to San Antonio, we can consider ourselves to be missionary and we want to be missionaries and we want to be a mission-minded church and so we sought after missionaries and God brought them to us through Whitcliffe uh we've gotten to know Sammy Tippett and so many others oh, uh, yeah. we we had uh, when I was on the board of Texas Bible College and when that dorm closed uh, a young man named Gerald Sawaji, mm-hmm. uh, with no place to stay, came into our home. We took him in, and he became a part of our family. Uh, we fed him, clothed him, we helped educated him, and where we went, he went, and he became part of our family. And, we, and uh, he ended up getting a doctorate from Incarnate Word mm. uh, in organizational leadership. He, we married him, <laughs> uh, out of which, out of that relationship, four children. 
uh, were born in that relationship. He moved back to Africa and uh, Rwanda mm -hmm. and helped start a seminary. And about a year after he got there, uh, building the infrastructure to that seminary, he died suddenly of a heart attack. Oh, my. And so in 48 hours, I was over there to do his funeral. It was a devastating thing. Sure. And that happened in 20, uh, June of 2014. Yeah. And so... Um, that was a catastrophic sure. thing to happen, but but he was ready, yeah. and we thank God for that. Because the seeds have been planted. The seed has planted. And he was our gateway to Africa because of Gerald coming into our mm -hmm. home. He took us to Africa back in 1992, and from there now we have schools, we have clinics, we have orphanages, we have all kinds of things, uh, all kinds of ministries in, mm. uh, in uh, Uganda as well as um, Kigali, uh, Africa. We have Africa Renewal Ministry. Oh, I love that one. I yes. support a child through yeah, Africa. Right, $35 a month. Mm -hmm. We'll support a child, uh, clothe a child, educate a child, personal hygiene a child. Mm -hmm. And then we also have that program over in Rwanda with Africa New Life Ministry. That ministry uh, came out of Africa Renewal Ministry because they were all young men mm. through through the experience of Gerald. Yes. And it branched out into another uh, country and we're not doing it by ourselves. We have Wayside Chapel and other churches yes. in the city and around the country that co-labor with us to do ministry to meet the needs of the poor and disadvantaged in Uganda and Rwanda. We also uh, preached about five million over in Uganda that spilled over into Sudan wow. as well. Praise Been the on the radio that that long over there. That is amazing there too. And I'm gonna and there's more to that story too because I know you're again in this city of san antonio and the unity that's here with with dr gary hedrick and messianic perspectives another ministry on your radar is is uh, is for the ukraine is that true what do you but you, ukraine and uh, and a number of countries we've gone to uh we've done pastor conferences together abroad we first came into relationship with each other um oh i i would say about 15 years ago he was he was driving and he was turning the dial and he heard me <laughs> and he agreed with the preaching that uh, doctrine, mm -hmm. doctrinally that I mm. that I preached, and so we connected, and uh, and now we do quite a bit together. I'm on the board of of um, the Christian Jew Foundation, yep. and uh, we do a lot of ministry uh, in the country as well as around the world. That is a beautiful thing. Again, we're talking to Doctor Rainer Draper, a pastor of Maranatha Bible Church uh, that meets at Maranatha Bible Church right there on 1604, right across from Randolph Air Force Base. And again, you can catch uh, his ministry right here on AM 630 KSLR every uh, weekday afternoon, Monday through Friday at 5 o'clock, where you will hear the teaching of the Word without apology. And I dare say you might even smile a few times uh, during the course of, of the sermon there. Uh, Pastor, you, you uh, again, back to some ministries in, in your church there. You talked about the youth. You talked about uh, uh, the, the outreach missions there too. But if, I, if I'm a married couple, what, what can I experience there too? Do you have a women's ministry? And yes, we, we we have all kinds of ministries uh, yeah. that there. We we have uh, marriage. We've have marriage classes. Yeah. We have marriage. For, we have uh, classes for singles, classes for couples, classes for men. Mm -hmm. uh, we bring in uh, a speaker from the outside to minister to couples. This past February, we had a Valentine's banquet oh, yeah. and had a marriage specialist come in and minister to us all. Uh, we've we've had marriage retreats. We do a lot of things to uh, cultivate the marriages. Well, very good. Hey, Pastor, how can we pray for you? What's going on in your world there where the Church of San Antonio can pray for Maranatha Bible Church and Dr. Rainer Draper? Well, 
pray for wisdom. Uh, it, it takes wisdom to do this work and to do it God's way. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I can always use more wisdom. Uh, pray for my family, for that God would just keep us uh, focused and then that we would take our sabbaticals and not uh, not overwork and overextend ourselves because if you don't take a break, you will break. Yeah. So pray, pray for rest mm-hmm. and uh, uh, pray that God would balance our schedule knowing how much to take on. We have a tendency of taking on more than yeah. than we hard should. To say no. It's hard to say no when so yeah. many people are pulling at you from so many directions, yeah. and yet you cannot do it all and be effective. So to, to have the wisdom to be able to say no and not and not realize and, and realizing that I cannot do it all. And what's the good news? What's the good news? Of, I'm going to give you a chance to, to say what, what's, what's the good news of Jesus Christ. The good news of Jesus Christ is that he's coming back again. Amen. In the light of terrorism and unrest and ISIS and when we see all the things that's happening glo- globally, people have a tendency of getting fretful. Even Christians are fearful or worried. But we have to keep the main thing the main thing. If there's ever time for Christians to shine... It's right now. The world mm. is dark. It's decadent. And uh, Satan is busy. He knows his time is short. And we have to stay focused and not allow ourselves to become sidetracked with things that has no kingdom uh, significance. Mm. So we need to keep preaching Jesus, keep looking up, keep our eyes fixed on Jesus and realize that God will see us through what through regardless of where we are in life. Uh, God is bigger than the elections. No politician is going to deliver us. Our hope is in the Lord Jesus Christ. He is our mm. blessed hope. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Nebuchadnezzar, not a. Not, 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 he can't help not, us. Not not, so, not Democrat, <laughs> Republicans, not Tea Parties. It's That's Jesus. Right. Amen. Couldn't have said it better. Pastor, God bless you. Again, we've been talking to Pastor Randy Draper uh, of Maranatha Bible Church, and I'm just humbled and so blessed that uh, we can call him a friend here at KSLR. And you can call him a friend, too, when you listen every day at 5 o'clock uh, for Maranatha Bible Church. And again, you can find it on demand, actually, at KSLR.com. And in fact, this interview is available as well on our podcast page when you just look up our Church of the Week page. It's our KSLR Church of the Week featuring Maranatha Bible Church and Dr. Randy Draper. I say thank you and God bless you, sir. Thank you. It's a joy to be with you, Wally. And I'm Baron Wiley. So blessed to have you listening. And thank you for listening to AM630 KSLR. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at kslr.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.